Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creatives, problem solvers, and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. My name is Bart, if you're new around here. Today, we're with a very special guest and friend of mine, Dustin Stout, award-winning blogger, uh, entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, uh, founder of Magi, and all and all the rest that I'm probably missing as well. Uh, Dustin, say what's up to the people, man. What's up to the people, man? <laughs> Dustin and I, uh, at this point, we go back a little bit, at least, I don't know about way back, but we go back a little bit where we were part of a roundtable group with uh, yep. other fellow uh, uh, podcast guest, Dave Shrine um, hmm. of the Blocks Agency. And uh, we were there at a round table kind of learning from each other. And Dave was kind of like our therapist and kind of helping us do business and, <laughs> you know, that's a good way to put that it. Dave naturally Therapy. does. Yeah. <laughs> He's a business therapist. He's a business coach. Um, <laughs> but we, we were very much, um, you know, trying to learn and figure out a lot of our business and ourselves and how we were going to be leaders in our spaces, respectively. And uh, I'm super excited, you know, to see some of the progress that you've made. Like you were, I, I can let you explain a lot of this, but, uh, you know, you, you when I first met you, you had just about launched a different product than what you have now. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, maybe tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial spirit and background, you know, and we'll, we'll get to the products and the services and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll try to be brief. Feel free to cut me off. Cause I can be rather long winded. I, I, I'm okay. a storyteller by nature. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, Graduated high school and moved out to California uh, with all the aspirations of becoming a uh, world famous actor in the world of f- film, and uh, well, yeah, found out. I didn't even know that. Yeah, fun story. Um, went to acting school, prestigious acting uh, college down in Hollywood called the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Uh, did two years there and and hit the ground running with uh, trying to uh, launch an acting career. Found out very quickly that uh, in the world of, uh, of acting in Hollywood, um, celebrities act and actors wait tables. And I did not like waiting tables. So um, I found some other interests. I actually became a youth director at my local church. And uh, from there, uh, what's that? It's a big 180. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it allowed me a little bit of freedom where I could still kind of go out for for acting gigs and and mm. you know do do my job at the church. Um, you know, they were paying me peanuts because it was a small satellite campus, and so I had to find other little um, you know odd jobs to uh, to pay the bills. Uh, long story short, I started blogging uh, because Michael Hyatt told me to, and uh, got into social media started blogging about social media because I was just fascinated by the whole uh, concept of it. Uh, Taught myself web design because I was a a graphic designer. I I had a self-taught graphic designer background um, and I was doing that for the church. And so when I built my own blog, I had to look good. And before long, people were contacting me saying, hey, you seem to know a lot about the social media stuff. Could you help me with my business? Uh, and help us to get on social media. And I'd be like, sure. And they'd be like, how much should we pay you? And I was like, well, that's a cool idea. I guess I could take money for that. 
Um, people also seemed to like my blog's design and asked me to design their blogs, which turned into designing their business websites. And so before long, I was freelancing, uh, right around that time, I lost my position at the the church. Well, I didn't lose my position. I lost my salary. They very much wanted me to stay in my position, but they could not afford to pay me. (laughs) Uh, thankfully God had provided some skills and I was able to, uh, just work for myself and, Start a side hustle, building websites and consulting people in social media. Around 2014 is where I uh, got together with some friends. We had an idea for a WordPress plugin, and I, with their help, created the my first digital product. And once I got a taste of creating a digital product that doesn't require manual labor, <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the digital sense, um, I was hooked. I was like, this is the way. Uh, you, you know, just, you building know, found gold. Like you just like, oh, I understand. Right, I invented the wheel. Yes, uh, you know, building websites is cool. It's a lot of fun. I love working with clients, but you know, having a product that you don't have to be around to make it work, and and it's built once, and you just got to kind of maintain it. That is uh, much more scalable for me, yep. personally. So, um, long story short, that product was fairly successful. I exited that company in 2020 and started looking for my next big digital product, uh, which led me to my last two products, So Visual and Social Remix, uh, both of which were financially a massive failure. (laughs) Um, It was a a number of product failures along the way. Uh, We just couldn't find product market fit and um, the product just wasn't resonating with people. And um, You know, it's a sad story, but also a valuable lesson. I learned a lot in that time, and uh, that led me to Magi and and uh, building Magi. And it, uh, you know, it's it's like that old, uh, it's like that old country song goes: "God bless the broken road." Let oh, me yeah. straight to you. <laughs> God, wow! I feel like I'm at a wedding right now. Uh, <laughs> a, a wedding from like 2008 uh, that I was invited to from uh, somebody I met at youth group and I'm just here you know just to support um, so you you are living proof by all of these uh, entrepreneurial mentors and thought leaders that say that you need to you know kind of go down that broken path and and kind of experience failure to kind of realize the dreams and the visions that you have for the next thing. And you, I don't know if you, you know, if you would agree, but would you have reached Magi? Um, and at least, you know, uh, the initial success that you're seeing right now, I'm sure a lot of your decision-making um, processes are also in, in, you know, in some way they're reflective of the mistakes you've made and oh, who you partner with and how you make decisions about investing and where yes. should you focus the, you know, first initial uh, uh, earnings and all that kind of stuff. So there's so much to, to learn there, I'm sure, as you can probably talk about for days. Yeah. But maybe tell us a little bit of what Magi is. Well, Magi is really just the, the culmination of, I think, where AI has been going over the last few years. So I've been using AI generative tools, text generators, uh, things like Copy AI or Jasper or um, Ink SEO, you know, a lot of these AI text generator apps I've been using them for years. And yeah. while I loved them, they, they were really helpful. One of the things I found was it was really difficult to use in the sense that 
like in order to use it, you had to sort of sift through their modality of using it, which was in many cases, find a template that kind of resembles what you want, use their template and go through their steps mm. and then come up with what you need, whether that's a blog post or ad copy or, uh, you know, social copy, uh, whatever, whatever that is. And for the most part, they worked pretty well. Um, so as, as these tools were becoming easier to access and OpenAI started opening up their API to other companies, I was you know, doing my best to try and salvage what was left of SoVisual. And I thought, well, maybe if I built some generative AI tools to help people come up with ideas inside of SoVisual, it'll be a more attractive product and attract some more users. So I basically learned how to, to work with the OpenAI API and build it into SoVisual. Once I did that, I realized, well, this is not that difficult to do. Now that I understand how to do it, you know, maybe I should just try and come up with a way to develop a standalone app that can be a little more specific to people's needs. It was right around that time that I started building this app that ChatGPT came around. Yeah. And when ChatGPT hit the scene, I remember using it for the first time and going, this is it. This is the paradigm shift that needed to happen for AI to be accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, the big obstacle of having to go through these hundreds of templates and use it in a way that somebody else thought you should use it is, is gone. Those barriers are gone. And just being able to simply interface with a uh, artificially intelligent chatbot yeah. This was the way that that was going to allow so much potential to be realized by more more people than ever, and we've seen that happen right away. Right, over a hundred million users in record breaking time. So, as I'm building this traditional traditional generative AI text app, I thought, no, nope, I'm going to throw all this away. And wow. I love ChatGPT, but it's missing a bunch of things that I need it to have in order to work it into my own workflow. Things like folders and organization yes. features and search and filter, you know, basic things that people who worked with who work with copy and text a lot need. So it's like, I know how to build these and I can leverage the OpenAI API, build a beautiful interface for people and allow them to organize their content and create power tools for, for people who really want to take ChatGPT to the next level. That's that's un like unbelievable. Um, just to you know, I feel like the average consumer is so it's like three or six months behind what's yeah. actually happening in the marketplace, right? So mm -hmm. you're you're in the space already of you know uh, automated text on the internet, uh, and you are presented with something that is like, oh, this can actually revolutionize the way we actually use these tools instead mm -hmm. of just these templated style tool things, like what you mentioned, the, the Jasper and all the other ones that everyone has used before. I was a, I was a, I was a, a paying subscriber mm -hmm. of those things. And then you end up stopping because it's the interface becomes too hard to get what I actually want or it feels too templated. Um, but I've also used ChatGPT. And I'm just like, oh, this is very, very good. And I can mm -hmm. tweak it and tweak it and tweak it. Um, yes. And it's very much very useful. And people are, you know, much smarter than me, like yourself, who are picking up ways on how we could use this thing in real life applications. And I think yes. that's the coolest thing that I've seen. And that is um, uh, it's, it's the adoption 
of it is so fast yeah uh, compared to other things mm-hmm. and it's i think it's first of all just the age that we live in now it's no no longer 2016 it's now 2023 and we're also living in an age where everyone can also see the potential benefit of this whether you're mm-hmm. a student whether you're a data analyst whether you're a copywriter or a marketer it doesn't matter like we use it all the time for our uh, um, uh, headlines for our blogs and for mm-hmm. our, our outlines for our YouTube videos just to see if we can compare and contrast and get some new stuff out of it but like you mentioned the functionality features benefits of Magi uh, and of course it looks great it's much nicer to use than ChatGPT ChatGPT is ugly um, <laughs> it allows you to pull in information and use it as an actual uh, word processing tool that can help you deliver mm-hmm. uh, documents um, yeah. and, and you're doing something that's really really cool and I love the story because uh, it reminds me of what was it? Uh, the iPod. They had the iPod like four years before the iPod. And mm-hmm. then nobody had ever made a 3.5-inch hard drive before. And then Toshiba <laughs> did in like 1999. And at some expo, one of the Apple employees, uh, executives was there. Like, That's what we've been waiting for. It's the yeah. small little hard drive that will fit mm-hmm. inside the thing um, that didn't need a lot of power, all that kind of stuff. And that's how we had we got the iPod. The person had the idea before the technology even exists for it. And once he saw the technology, like, oh, that's the missing piece that we need for this thing. Because who wants to have an iPod in their pocket that can have 10,000 songs or that can only have 500 songs and it only lasts an hour and a half, right? It, it's a much better selling feature to have 10,000 songs and it lasts yeah. five days. So, yeah. you know, you have having the right technology match with the right idea. It's kind of like lightning in a bottle. And mm-hmm. so let's talk about rollout. Let's talk about launch. Um, Cause it feels like you have like an instantaneous um, uh, aha moment where it's like, I need to stop the investment of the soul and visual soul visual stuff right now and focus on this stuff, which can be hard because even in a failing business, there's still probably sometimes some upsides to having it and keeping it around and maintaining it. Well, yeah, thankfully, uh, so visual and social remix were such a massive failure. Um, there wasn't a whole <laughs> lot holding me back. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Um, and, and the other beautiful thing is they're working and, and active. And so the people who are using them, you know, it's not going to like break or need updated or anything. They're pretty solid and stable. So they're in a state of, I don't really need to be around unless somebody needs support. And thankfully up to this point, almost nobody has needed support. Uh, they've been using it without issue. So, uh, so yeah, I, I had the freedom and, um, I also really had the urgency because, uh, you know, I'm, I've got a family of three, a wife and kids to support. Um, and you know, thanks to having to offshore the development for these last two products, I was completely broke. Uh, we ran through all of our life savings. Uh, I spent over $65,000 on just getting the things made and have yet to see even a fraction of a percentage back. So I had the urgency to, to make something right away that was useful and that was going to actually be profitable. And um, <laughs> praise the Lord, I was able to do it without having to spend any money. <laughs> really? Yes. So did you develop it yourself? Are you a coder? 100%. 100% wow. self-made, no uh, no developers, no team, no assistance. I fi- figured out how to do the text generating on my own for, for yeah. SoVisual. And so I had those skills already. And I was like, That's I'm just going to 
grind this out and turn it into a full, fully functioning app. I was able to do that and in about eight weeks. Really? What platform are they built on? It's built on Bubble, which is okay. a no-code platform. Yeah. So and thankfully, made it much easier and faster to deploy. Right. Is it web only or is it mobile as well? Uh, it is a web app, but works perfectly fine on mobile. You can access it on Safari mobile or uh, Chrome mobile, and it works beautifully. Awesome. So, okay, rolling out. You have this idea. Uh, you you got, what, like you give yourself a time frame, say, I got to build this thing out, right? Urgency, getting to the market. Um, people are interested in this thing. There's a lot of press around it. Um, you want to be the one who explains what's missing with chat GPT, and you want to show mm -hmm. them, look what I've created that will complement all of the functionality of ChatGPT. But now guess what? ChatGPT plus features. Um, and now you can have all these other features that you definitely want to use if you want to be a serious chatgpt -er. Um So when you have, uh, you know, AI inside of the, inside of the uh, platform, uh, are you using like the free version or the, I know there's different like ChatGPT plus and four and all these different things. So do I need to sign up for both? Like for ChatGPT account plus a Magi account? Yeah, no, that's the magic. Uh, we, so I basically got access to the API for ChatGPT and GPT-4. Mm -hmm. So there's two different models. If you're just a regular ChatGPT user, you go to chat.openai.com. You're going to get access to the uh GPT 3.5 Turbo model, which is the older model. That's the one that they launched with. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but if you want the most advanced version of their AI, which is GPT 4, then you have to pay for G Chat GPT Plus, which is $20 a month. Well, because I have API access, Magi is built through interfacing with their, a their API. So you're getting the same exact Chat GPT, but with the most advanced version, GPT 4. And without having to pay OpenAI. So you just pay Magi, you get uh, an allotment of words every month for your whatever plan you choose. And uh, you're getting to use all the benefits of uh, the most advanced ChatGPT, but with actual features that make it more useful and more powerful. That's, that's really, really cool. And you've gone through um, launching digital products, right? Like fast type products uh, yeah so rollout was not necessarily foreign to you um for but for those who are untrained what does that look like when you are rolling out a digital product do you start first with a newsletter do you start first with building a landing page how how do you market this to people who don't know that they need this so i think ultimately the best marketing strategy is to always have been building your personal brand. Uh, thankfully, I've been an entrepreneur now for close to 14 years, and I have been active on social media. I've been building a personal brand. My blog has received recognition time and time again over the years. I've spoken at uh, large conferences, so I've, I've been cultivating a personal brand for years. And so really, the, the best marketing tactic you can do is just always be growing your personal brand. <laughs> Um, so thankfully at this point, I haven't done a big quote launch. Uh, yep. all I've really been doing is building this in public and, and just being yep. through my transparent sharing of what I'm building, why I'm building it, struggles I'm having, 
successes I'm having. Just sharing it on Twitter and Facebook is really mm-hmm. it. Uh, well, this is I've, a great thing that people do now, and I've yeah. seen a few other people do. Even uh, as controversial as he's been, uh, one Mr. Kanye West, he did that with his last album where he yep. released it in stages, mm-hmm. and he got he performed it in stages mm-hmm. uh, before the album was out, and then went back and, re- and was using it as a data source to find out where there were lulls in the performances, in the crowd responses, and how it sounded on jumbo speakers, and he's going back and tweaking it, and you're seeing this, that you know, it's almost like it's stolen from, like he took it from the the tech world, where, mm-hmm. you know, there'd be open betas and stuff like that, where you yep. can, people can go and try out and test and see exactly what's happening, and meanwhile, for the access, you're, you're also uh, uh, agreeing to be able to, like, submit some information, and be like, listen, mm-hmm. we also want to make this amazing out of the gate so you're helping us and we were happy that you get to use the tool first exactly yeah and so i leveraged my personal brand i I shared openly and transparency as i built it and then when it was ready i started to let in a handful of trusted beta testers who would give feedback in order to get free access and uh just kept doing that and uh, like i said at this point i haven't quote unquote launched it as far as like a full-blown marketing campaign with you know a go-to-market strategy i've really just been letting the the product talk for itself and my my build in public um you know work speak for itself and it's been um it's been really great to see uh, my community my my friends family colleagues all just share my journey with their mm-hmm. audiences as well and that's i think the, uh, the number one testament to whether or not you have a good product on your hands are the people who know care and love you uh are they willing to share the journey with you uh, that you're sharing with their audiences uh with silvers on social remix didn't quite have that uh ignored that sign (laughs) uh, for a long time but as i started sharing magi there was a a undeniable excitement about the product and what it could do. And as soon as I let people get their hands on it, uh, it was, it, it took on a life of its own. Was your MVP basically the finished product? Like in, in, like in terms of what feature sets and having it ready to show some people was your minimum uh, was a viable product. Was that something that was like, okay, I need to at least have these things. But by the time you did it, it was like, okay, I basically got all the things that I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard as a, as a product guy, like you want to always make more features. There's, I'm never sh- short of ideas. And especially when you start letting users in, users will have ideas that you would have never thought of. And so um, it was very difficult to try and decide, okay, what is the MVP and uh, where do I cut it off and say, okay, now it's ready. Um, I had to make some very ruthless decisions. <laughs> I'll say that. And, and that means um, also like room for updates and for where yeah. things can go. Yeah, yeah, it's really just prioritization. Since it's just me, I don't have a team. I don't have a bunch of venture That's still capital. Crazy to me. That you uh, yeah, this in like ten weeks. You know, like look, if you would have told me this time last year that I would have built a fully functioning app all by myself, I would have told told you you're on crazy pills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just couldn't have done that a year ago. So did this feel different? than like the other products you've launched like at this stage you've been not launched but 
uh, alive in this in this in this uh, product phase uh, for let's what a month. Yeah, about the, we just passed thirty days. I I soft released it on March. Yeah. I think it was March like thirtieth, like the last day of March. Okay. Because I didn't want to do it on April first because everybody would yeah, think it's yeah. a joke. Oh, that's a <laughs> so, joke. Soft launched and allowed public signups on you know right before April first, and that's that's how long it's been going. So basically a month. A month into your other ventures, did it feel like this? No, a month into my other ventures, uh, I had done big launches for. Yep. I had, I did all kinds of promotional type stuff and uh, was get at this point had was just scratching my head going where are all the people why aren't they showing up why yeah, yeah, yeah. these marketing pages are beautiful the incentives are I there i've got them. discounts yeah. i've got nfts i've got gold coins that i'm giving away like all these cool things community and it none of it worked <laughs> the just people and you were relentless i remember especially on so visual how you i remember one time from one week to the next week you changed the entire look of the homepage or the landing page um before you launch and then i'm like this man is relentless trying yeah. to um calculate the best way to incentivize people to see the value in this, yeah, um, you know, and and it was not for lack of trying. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one thing I I can say. Like as big a failure as it was, I did try my absolute best. <laughs> I left it all on the court. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you anticipate or have you seen rather um, inklings or? Uh, uh, evidence of growth where you're like, okay, this feels different than obviously the other ones. I actually think this one could have legs and grow into something where it can be self-sustaining um, and make us a profit, make me, you know, uh, enough money that it's, it's actually worth my time to continue working on it type of thing. Or is this like, okay, this is great proof of concept, uh, you know, or, or, you know, I just want, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what you're feeling on the inside. I know you're excited and I'm excited with you because I see the posts and, you know, that open vulnerability that you have in sharing um, some of your successes or milestones and getting this product out. So I'm like, okay, how are you feeling in all of, all of this? Because I know it's a, it's a tough journey doing anything by yourself Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least when you're the person who is holding that vision and you're trying to convince people to see the vision and to, to see the value in your vision, it's it's pretty wild to kind of go through that. It is, absolutely. And this is this product is different than any other in that I I intentionally have not gone through a you know a hype filled or um, I, I haven't gone through that launch process, like I said, and I haven't tried to market it because I really wanted to test and see, is this the kind of product that has legs on its own without marketing getting in the way or, you know, attributing to, I wanted, I wanted to be undeniable that it's not the marketing of the product that is attracting people, but it is actually the product in the value that the product brings itself that is attracting the people. And, uh, you know, the, the reason why I created it is because I see the big paradigm shift that's happening in our culture. And, and we're, I mean, the whole world is changing because of this technology. Oh, yes. And, and I mean, it's the, like you can't stop it. It's, it's already, the ball's already rolling. 
It's a boulder coming down the hill. Either jump on or get out of the way. Uh, I have jumped on fully, and I think Magi, the at least the the foreseeable future of this technology and where it's going and the roadmap that I have, um, this is not just a, a sustainable uh, project at this point that I can foresee turning into something big. It, this is something that I can I can see turning into the the biggest thing I've ever created without. <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps but, um, as if I invented Magi and I did it. Yeah. You did. I'm like, man. Yeah. I mean, I've I never had of it as well. I, I've had company. I've built products before where you know it's attracted interest and it's attracted users and it's maybe attracted some potential partners or even some potential investors. But the amount of interest and requests that I've gotten mm. for, um you know, enterprise level customers and with some big name organizations that I can't necessarily name right now. Yeah. Um, the, the requests I've had for investments um, so far in the first 30 days uh, are nothing like I've ever seen before. So uh, I definitely know we've got, we, we've de- we're definitely onto something, I think, with this product. Yeah, when the, when the investor circle is open, make sure you call me. Uh, yeah, I remember in the in the in the footer of this of this podcast, just just you know, give me a ring. Um, there, there is, um, you know, marketing is like a whole other world, and you've done so many aspects of it, from like product design and product launch, and um, actual like marketing assets, like building websites and graphic design and stuff like that. Would you say this is the hardest part? Is like doing a like a software product, like, like a SaaS launching something It is. Like this. It's super hard. And the reason is because there is a lot of them. And it's, I anticipate, especially in this space, uh, you know, you talk to anybody who's been in software sales for, for years, they'll tell you it's a hard sell. Like it's not easy to sell software because number one, there's a lot of software out there. There's a lot of options, a lot of competition. Uh, and number two, like, people are starting to get a little burnt out on all the softwares that are out there, all the subscriptions. Um, so to, to really break through and find success, you have to have an undeniable amount of value and yes. uh, you have to have the, uh, the chutzpah to, yeah. uh, to, to really grind it out. Um, what about like ideation? Because I feel to me that's the hardest part in any creative process, mm-hmm. whether you're building a website or an app uh, or a web app or anything like that. How how do you how do you uh, know which ideas you really want to pursue? Because I I can tell by your personality. I can tell by the first time I met you. You are somebody who is constantly thinking of different things, even when they should be relaxing, um, <laughs> even when they should. <laughs> I, I, I can no, identify it because yeah, I, I, I can identify it because I'm also that person mm-hmm. where I'm at home and I'm also, you know, somebody will be doing something on a TV show that is remotely related to marketing or to advertising. And I'm like, huh, interesting. Let me just pull up Google right here while we're supposed yeah. to be like, hanging out and watching a TV show together. Let me just quickly just look up this 
this interesting fact that I just learned about. Yes. Uh, and so, so ideas are the currency in which you work with, mm -hmm. uh, Dustin. So it's like, how do you know which one is valuable? Like, you know, it's almost like those gold rush guys. How do they know which is like a regular rock and which one's going to, oh, if I clean it up a little bit, it's actually, there's actually gold underneath there. Yeah. Well, thankfully now I have Magi and I could just ask Magi which one. <laughs> <laughs> which of these ideas sound good? Is this a good idea? I'll just pull out the the uh, you know the the product manager persona that we have built yeah. in there and just say, what do you think of this project? Do um, you have you know, personas? Yes. One of the one of the big features I think that sets Magi apart from just using standard G chat GPT, um, you know, if you'll allow me to promote it <laughs> a little bit more. Um, I'm just upset that I, I didn't know that there was an open uh, uh, beta testing uh, cohort. I'm like, how, I need to get on that. Yeah, no, it's open and available to everybody. Personas, um, they're, they're not like traditional marketing personas, the way that we might think of them, where you're, you're putting a target customer avatar together. Inside Magi, personas are pre-made let's call them AI personalities Yeah, that you can activate. And for anyone who's used ChatGPT, you'll probably have heard this, this methodology of tell the chat what you want it to be. Tell the chat, you know, it's an expert copywriter and it will, you know, kind of focus the AI, AI in that direction. Now the challenge with that, with just, just giving it a prompt to tell it who it is, is there's, in technical terms, there's a system message that is built into every ChatGPT chat. And the chat takes its instruction from that system message, and then whatever you lay on top of that system message is taken in, into consideration. But ultimately, it's still, it's still given that system message level instruction that it pays more attention to if it's GPT-4, the, the smart right. model. So essentially your, your requests are somewhat diluted in their efficacy because they have that, this, this sort of dueling instruction that you're going through. With Magi, through the API, I'm able to craft that system message and that's what personas are. Personas are essentially a system message that has been handcrafted to come up with a specific result that you're looking for. So uh, you can, pick from one of our 40 plus different personas. I'll, I'll say expert copywriter for an example. If you're looking for expert marketing copy, you give it this persona and the output is so much better because you're no longer having to dilute it against the system message. The only system message it knows and is giving weight to is expert copywriter. So as I was saying, I have a product, a product manager persona in there. And you know, if I have product ideas, I can bounce it off him. Uh, and uh, it, it can be incredibly effective. I also have a, a life coach in there that replaced Dave Shrine. Um, now that we don't, <laughs> <laughs> he gives me advice, a chat with him. Um, but no, you know, I, idea, ideation for an entrepreneur is you know something you constantly have to battle. If I can bring us back onto the off yeah, of that yes. rabbit trail, um, one of the things that's always worked for me. It, it, I'm I'm grateful that I, God built me this way. I'm I'm an extrovert, like to the max. Uh, so I love people. I love talking about people or talking to people. Um, talking with people energizes me. And I think as an entrepreneur who is plagued with many good ideas, the only way you can really find the best ones is if you're talking to your target audience, you're talking to your customers and bouncing these ideas off of them and getting their feedback uh, because... 
you know, at the end of the day, those are the people you're serving. And if you're only yeah. there to serve yourself, good luck. Um, but yeah. if you're there to serve the people who are going to be buying your products, um, they're going to tell you what the, uh, what the right product ideas are. Some things are as old as time, you know, like yeah. no matter how digital or advanced or technological or AI driven or whatever the terms are, something is you, the people who purchase are in control of who manage, who employ, who deploy are humans. <laughs> and yeah. there is this human element where, you know, people lose that, that touch of like, Oh, we need to get customer feedback. We need to understand mm -hmm. what people are thinking. I need to, I, you know, as Dustin, I need to go out and talk to people who may not have even ever heard of this and practice how I pitch it to them, how I tell them about yeah. what I do so that it helps me with my sales copy. So it helps me with all these other things. This human aspect of it is something that I feel like people are trying to get away of, away from, but I'm like, it's mm. like the, the central nucleus to everything that we do still. Like it doesn't matter yeah. if it's banking or AI or whatever, it, there's going to be people involved. So people yeah, really absolutely. do matter. Yeah, I mean, some of the best marketing copy I've ever come up with came right out of the mouth of a user. <laughs> uh, and it, that's, I mean, that's ultimately where you want to get to. Like, you want to use the words that your target audience would use in saying nice things about your, your service or your product. And the only way so, you get that is by talking to those people. <laughs> it's true. You can't just be in your basement drinking Pepsi, coding for 20 hours a day. Uh, right. You know, Magi might get you close. You can tell yeah, Magi... <laughs> You can tell Magi to, to be your target audience and describe your target audience, and maybe it'll give you some good words, but ultimately, you need that real human connection to, to feed those yeah, ideas. I think that's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be the case, right, every, every time, at least until something else crazy happens in the technology world mm -hmm. that I haven't even thought of or understood yet. I barely, I barely understand how AI, I, I hear a lot of things because it's everywhere. Every marketer wants to talk about it, uh, about how AI is going to sh shape the future. But I'm willing to, I'm waiting to see how big companies use this um, to, to kind of build frameworks around AI. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see how that plays out in terms of our day-to-day -day lives and all that kind of really cool stuff. I'm just so thankful uh, that I know somebody who's able to capitalize on these things. Sometimes you hear of technology growing and advancing, and it's like, man, I was around when YouTube started. How come I'm not a YouTube a YouTuber with a zillion <laughs> followers? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know anybody who has like 10 million subscribers. Like, not one. <laughs> like, I was born in '86. All we would have all been like, you know, 19 years old when YouTube came out. How come none of right. us took the plunge? But it's great to see Dustin that you're. Uh, you're growing in this, and it's a really cool experience. And I'm, the the part that made me so excited that I wanted to have you on the podcast was that open and public, uh, you know, processing that you're doing right now, which I think is extremely valuable. Um, and you know, I, if 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 it was a uh, YouTube series, I would have watched a long form format where you talking about you building it and all that kind of stuff and the business behind it, um, because I really do think that. There are a lot of people who have ideas. So in terms of ideation, they have ideas. They kind of think it's a good one, uh, but they maybe haven't proven it yet, and they don't know how to mm -hmm. prove it. 
and they don't know how do I say this is a really good thing. Uh, and then from there, they don't know what to do next. And I think you have lots of insight that you're sharing with people. And it's not just the successes, you're sharing a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, not failures per se, but the challenges and obstacles that you're facing mentally and, and practically as well. So super cool. Thank you so much for being here. I want to tell, tell people where they can find Magi and where they can find you and your blog. Yeah, just head over to magi.co, M-A-G-A-I. Uh, that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're there, make sure you sign up and uh, you can ask any of your questions you have for Dustin to the AI. Ask Magi, Dustin's yeah. Profile. Ask Magi. And <laughs> Magi can respond as Dustin. <laughs> I should I should program a Dustin persona into there and almost like a secret off the menu type thing. Yes, for those that really want it, or maybe for, for your for your partner, for your wife, <laughs> you'd be like, hey, you know what? You've been asking me to do a bunch of things. I made a personal profile that you could do just for you. You know what? We're gonna end this podcast before any of us get in trouble here. Uh, this has been the More Life Podcast. I've been Bart. Thank you so much, Dustin. Peace out. Thanks, Bart. <laughs>